I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Figuring Out 30 is brought to you by Vush, the wellness brand bringing good vibes all year rounds. I think that's more magical than love at first sight. I think that's more magical than any of the other stuff that I think we search for in a relationship Mm. is when you find a person that you can just 100% just be you with and feel no shame and feel no anxiety about that. That's it. Like that is it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Figuring Out 30. I'm Bridget Hustaway. Very nice to be back with you and happy Valentine's Day. I am going to be focusing on love for this episode because it's my first Valentine's Day with Oscar and it's also my first Cougar Valentine's Day. So, you know, why not make a thing of it? Just have some fun. Um, I'm really excited for you to hear this episode because I've got Melissa Mason joining me. She's a fellow podcaster, writer, and fellow cougar. And we are going to chat about, yeah, what it's like to be in our 30s and um, date someone, like dating someone younger. So Oscar is five years younger than me, right? And Melissa is 10 years older than her partner, Tom. So you'll hear our thoughts and insights, but first let's play a bit of catch up on the last week because it has been a bloody big one, my friend. I don't know if you can hear in my voice how tired I am, but she's tired. Um, So much happened. A lot of fun stuff. The first was attending the premiere of the new Magic Mike film in Melbourne. So I took my friend Pippi and um, yeah, look, didn't, did not plan on getting a bit drunk there, but they were handing out these cute little margies in these cans. And then we had a cruiser and it just ended up being a really entertaining night. They had like a DJ and then they had dancers who were all sitting in the crowd. So it was like a massive, one of the big cinemas at Hoyts at Melbourne Central. And yeah, dancers suddenly got up, all male dancers, and they were dancing out the at the front of the screen and then going up into the crowd and stuff. And it was um it was very entertaining. As for the movie, not what I expected and I guess same for Pip in fact I dragged Pip into my room and handed her this microphone when she was here on Saturday because we had laneway pre-drinks at mine and here's Pip's review of the Magic Mike film I actually have no words throughout the whole film you and I just kept turning to each other and going what the fuck is happening? Never seen any of the other ones. I thought I was coming in to see a really light, like fun, um, just silly cocks on the screen. That's what I wanted to see. Some hot guys dancing. And what we got was like really off kilter, dramatic, serious film that was trying to be art house. And I was like, no, I'm here to see like actual Channing Tatum, like dick lines and trouser snake. It was so weird. I probably wouldn't recommend it because I felt like you and I were like pretty wasted. (laughs) Like, 
And we were still like, what is happening? If you came into it like me thinking it was going to be like bright lights, like choreographed numbers, like really fun, like like even just like bright contrasting mm. like shots. If there are any horny mums that listen to this podcast, just know that you might be a little bit disappointed. I think it let you down, yeah. specifically this demo. But anyway, enjoy if you go see it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, very honest feedback from Pip. But look, we had a really fun night regardless. Um, And Laneway was a big one on Saturday. That was at Flemington. And then on Sunday, I flew to Tassie for the very first time. I've never been to Tassie until Sunday. Flew into Launceston and I was emceeing Party in the Paddock, which is a chill little festival. Um, It was, yeah, really good. A nice day. Got to finally meet a bunch of local acts that I've, you know, played on the radio over the years like Maddie Jane and Pacific Avenue. So excited to see Slowly Slowly. And I also met young gravy, Matt. <laughs> um, really nice guy. You know, he's a massive international rapper and he's DJ Taylor. He was also very nice. They just had time to chat to anyone. And I was speaking to them. We were standing in front of a barbecue. One of the festival um, guys was yeah putting on a barbecue backstage and ended up chatting for a while and then also ended up going on stage during Young Gravy's set to teach him the nutbush, which was really fun and random. Um, and I even copped a DM from him uh, kind of towards at the end of the night. And he was like, if you want a date later, let's do it. But I politely responded, I don't date, darling. But look, I'm sure he won't have any problems finding dates across the week. Everyone loves him. And he's a very nice guy. Like it was it was really cool meeting him. So, yeah, it was fun. Not fun, though, rocking up to the airport and not having a flight booked. <laughs> a bit of a festival era, fucking hell. I had to um, buy one on the spot and wait at the airport for like three and a half hours. So I rocked up at 6.30 because the flight that – um, I was meant to be on was at 7.50, but the like the booking didn't actually go through. So I had no choice but to just like book the flight for the next one was like 10 a.m. So I just had to wait around the airport and look, Launceston Airport is not the, not the most eventful airport. So it was a fucking long morning on Monday, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm home and I also have a recommendation for you, my little Bridgie pick of the week. It's going to be a song. It's a song that came out on Friday and this one might sound familiar if you're on TikTok. So it's called If We Ever Broke Up and it's by May Stevens. If we ever broke up, I'll never be sad. Think about everything I thought we had if we ever broke up. Does it sound familiar? I was listening to this on New Music Friday on Spotify and when it came on, I was like, I swear this song is already out. Like, why is this on this playlist? But turns out it was like the end of last year that May kind of teased the hook of this song and it went viral as fuck on TikTok and everyone was using it on their videos. So there's like a, yeah, about a 20 second, 15 to 20 second bit in the song where you might recognize And then she's finally released the full thing. And it's so good. It's such a fun song. Um, And it's so cool because this chick, she's from the UK. I think she's 19 years old, right? And she was working at a grocery store. But since she shared that snippet of if we ever broke up on TikTok or whatever, she's signed a record deal. So now she's like a full-time musician, which is so awesome to see. So this is, yeah, a really fun song, If We Ever Broke Up by Mae Stevens, my Bridgie pick of the week. 
Okay, let's get into my chat with Melissa Mason though. This one, we're talking about age gaps and dating. Also, you're going to hear how Paul Mescal, is that how you say his last name, Paul Mescal, the actor that everyone's in love with, um, how he kind of led Melissa to her now partner and the iconic way in which Melissa brought in her 30s, which was at one of the biggest festivals in the world. So I'm excited for you to hear this one. Hope you enjoy it. He's figuring out 30 with Melissa Mason. Yeah, Melissa, thank you so much for jumping on. And also, I want to say before we get into it, happy Cougar Valentine's Day to us. Happy Cougar Valentine's Day. I'm obsessed. I love it. My first rodeo. How many Cougar Valentine's Day days have you had now? (laughs) I think this is my, technically it's my third, but I feel like our first one we were only da- we'd only been dating for like two weeks, so I don't. It didn't really. Did you have Valentine's Day or? I'm not a big Valentine's Day gal anyway. Like I feel like maybe the second one we did because we were in. Lo- I think we were still. Oh no, we wouldn't have been in lockdown, but it was like just after lockdown where you like were excited to do things like again. So I think we had a Valentine's Day then, but yeah, like generally no. But full support to anyone who loves it. Do you love it? Uh, yeah, look, honestly, the, the thing that I love most is the Krispy Kreme Valentine's Day donuts because they're so fucking good. So that is literally the highlight. Like I will just treat myself to like the pink love heart and the chocolate love heart donuts. So <laughs> count if, down the know, days. Yeah. But I'm so excited to have you on about this whole, you know, topic of, of cougars and all that stuff, because when I kind of, yeah, found myself in a, well, yeah, I'm in a relationship with a guy who's younger. And I remember when I was on your podcast, it would have been just over a year ago and yeah. you were talking about Tom your partner and um, I've seen you write about the whole age gap and dating and stuff so I was just like hell keen as soon as I realized I was like I should talk about this on my podcast I need to fucking get Melissa on (laughs) yes well firstly I'm like so happy that you have met someone and you just moved in yeah yeah I love that for you because I remember when you were on too and you were like kind of in this like I just got out of a breakup yeah and you were in this stage of like where to next, which I think happens to us when we got come out of like those long-term breakups where you're sort of like, oh, like thrown back into the dating pool and you're also dealing with like endometriosis and dating again and dating new people. And being people. in my 30s. Like yes, exactly. Just like, turned 30. <laughs> yes, and being in your 30s and ha- and just becoming single I think is like such a – tricky time to navigate so yay love it and I also love that you've come to Cougar Town (laughs) yes thanks for having me great to be here um before we kind of dive into this though I want to start with this is the question that I pretty much ask everyone on the potty first so winding back for you Melissa you know when you were entering your 30s where did you initially see yourself by that age did you have uh, expectations or goals and so I guess it's like expectation versus reality so what did you envision and then what was actually the case for you come turning 30? Yeah, well, I think my vision of 30, and if I say vision, I mean like when I would say 25, I saw 30 as the year where every all the pieces had fallen together. So 30 to me said, you've met the love of your life. Maybe you're not married yet, but you're probably living together. You've got your mapped out plan for engagement. Then you're like mapped out plan for when you're going to have kids. Your career was set. Everything was almost like to me, 30 was like 
the plateau stage where you just reached plateau and then you just cruised at the same level through the rest of your life. And then the older I got, the sadder that idea became to me because like by the time you're in your late 20s, right, you're like, wait, I don't want this to be the end of all the chaos. Like not that the chaos is always fun, but the chaos makes life exciting, right? And so for me, when as I was reaching 30, firstly, no boyfriend, I'd been single for like years like and I say single for years as in I'd had a few situationships and a few like three-month boyfriends and so on but I just had not really landed had any luck in the dating pool I also was like deeply still trying to play catch up with kind of wanting to experience the most of life I had so much traveling I still wanted to do I wanted to party so much more. I remember for my 30th, I was like, I'm absolutely not having a 30th birthday party. I am not even going to tell people that I'm turning 30. I'm going to Coachella. (laughs) I am wearing, yes. And I was like, I'm going to wear the least amount of clothing I can possibly find. I'm just going to pretend I'm 21. And and now it's funny because I look back and I'm like, you know what? Pretending you were 21, honey, you were just being 30. That's just what being 30 yeah. is. Like it's yeah. this weird thing where we have this idea about that age as being way older than the reality of it is. And I think that's in part because we look back generationally and 30 used to mean something very, very different way back. And we still kind of get stuck in that mentality of like 30s, you're meant to be married, you're meant to be looking after a house, you're meant to have had at least one kid. And it does not, that that can be your trajectory. It doesn't have to be your trajectory, right? Totally. That's a huge thing. Like it's just embracing whatever it is you are at 30, whether it is going to Coachella and, you know, showing skin or whether it is having a house, like there's no one singular way, but it is funny that you just, yeah, even just the little thing of saying like, I'm just going to pretend I'm 21. Like, no, I'm just going to own, this is what I want to do. At yeah, 30. exactly. Like at the time I thought you weren't allowed to be like that at 30. And now I'm yeah. like, uh, yes, you can be like that. If anything, I got worse and worse through my 30s. (laughs) (laughs) Your reality though, like um, spending your 30th at Coachella is so sick. Oh, it was actually the best Coachella too. Do you know what one it was? I remember the weekend was playing and he wasn't even a thing yet. He'd had his EPs out only. And I had only known about him based off one song. I couldn't even tell you now what the song was, but he was not a thing. He was on a side stage in the middle of the day. The crowd was like maybe 200 at best. And it was just like wild to have been there. And it was also the same year that um, Snoop Dogg did the Tupac hologram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So this would have been like 2012, I think. Yes. Yeah. And so it was crazy. Um, it was like a really good Coachella to actually be at as well. And yeah, I just had a really good time. That's amazing. Yeah. That's definitely one of the Coachellas that you remember. Like that's when yeah. I think back. Yeah. That fucking the hell, that hologram was crazy, huh? That hologram was so crazy. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, I'd had a bit of weed. You would have just been like, what the fuck? I literally was. I think me and we'd made friends. I'd made friends with this like couple, just <laughs> as you do at festivals. And we were just looking at each other going, is Tupac alive? Is Tupac, man? Like we genuinely were confused because we were far enough back that the hologram looked so real. <laughs> yeah. 
and it, it was the first festival so we hadn't like the news hadn't come out yet and we were like what is happening I think there were a lot of people oh very totally confused. literally hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people would have been in the exact same position as you that is such a trip it's probably melting down <laughs> yeah. okay that's a cool that's a really cool um reality to have as you you know entering your 30s so let's yeah let's go into the whole age gap dating and the cougar lifestyle that you find yourself in oh so God. you've been with Tom for a few years and I remember you mentioning him and the relationship when I was on your pod so I guess let's wind it back to how this relationship um came to be how, how did you meet first of all was it an app okay. situation or oh this is my favorite fucking story to tell okay, okay? because I am like unhinged and uh, <laughs> on the dating apps I was unhinged and I'd reached this point so I was 35 and I think 35 again very very weird age to turn very much an age where you start again reassessing like oh god am I meant to be here am I meant to be there am I meant to be at this level or whatever and so I think very much at 35 I was like oh god I've just had so many not I I don't like to call them duds of boyfriends because like that's not fair to them but dud relationships I guess like the wrong people the wrong time um things that where you, you get into it and you're like this is going to be great. And then it just turns out not to be great. And I'd just gone through that so many times that I was bored. I think the apps, I'm such a supporter of the apps, but I think you definitely go through these periods where you're on them and you're just not getting anywhere. Like you're just not finding the people that you want to date. And so I had heard that Paul Mescal, as in the normal people guy, the one that was recently dating Phoebe Bridges. Uh, so yeah, okay. What the fuck's going on there? Is she with Bo now? Oh, I'm so yes. confused. Well, I don't know. And I'm very invested. Yeah. Because <laughs> bet you at are. The time, <laughs> yeah, you bet I am. So I think what is going on is that I think that, so there was a rumor that they were engaged. Yeah. I don't actually think they were. Or if they were, I don't think that Didn't was Didn't Maddie Healy out. tweet that? Wasn't he the one who yeah, tweeted it? Well, yeah. And I think it was like, it was like buried in a story as a rumor that maybe then he thought was real or had picked up on it or was just joking around and, sh- and fucking with them. Whatever happened, it went everywhere. And then I think they probably broke up. I don't know whether they broke up because of Bo or whether they broke up before that but whatever happened she then went to um I don't know it was a comedy show he was also there they were sitting next to each other and now they're just basically being spotted everywhere so they're probably dating but they're very like she's so private she's never going to talk about it unless she writes a song about it which I really hope does happen oh she will I'm sure it will (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I was I'm very invested in that but at the time he was single and he was in Sydney. He was filming something and he was, this is just so classic him. Like, like every, all the news around Paul Mezcal is always that he just like hangs out like a normal person I, in town. Yeah. I remember seeing um, people spotted him in like Fitzroy and stuff, which is so yeah. on brand. Like, of course he would be a North side guy, you know? Exactly. Well, of course he was an inner West Sydney guy. Cause like I'm in Sydney and exactly <laughs> the same. I know Melbourne enough to know that they are, they are like for like, yeah. and he was popping up at all the pubs around like the Sydney people. That's like the Cordy. Um, he was playing fucking mixed netball at my netball court. What? <laughs> I just think it's so amazing. And I had friends of friends who were like, yeah, I went to a house party. Paul Mescal was just there. Cause he knows someone that knows someone. He was just like fully just chilling in, Sydney and apparently I just heard through people that he was on the apps 
So I was like, you know what? I'm 35. I'm fucking bored. <laughs> I'm going to fuck Paul Mezcal. That's my goal for the early stages of 2021. That's what I'm going to do. And so I looked up his age and he was like 23. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is like, you know, I'm 35. This is like quite a jump. So you adjusted the age bracket on your profile? So at the time, I think my age bracket was like 27 to 40. Okay. And that was not for any particular reason. I think in my head, and again, and, and we'll go into this later, but in my head, I thought plus 40, too old. Don't know why I thought that just felt that way. Had no reason for it. Under 27 felt too young. Again, no reason for it. Just I'd created that decision in my mind and I'd limited myself to those ages. And so I'd pushed my age down to 23 to catch Paul Mezcal, to catch me a Paul Mezcal if I was 50. <laughs> and then all these hot guys kept popping up and I was like, God damn, there's some hot young dudes in the inner West. Maybe this is just going to be me having some flings with some like young guys and feeling really hot in the process did it feel weird or naughty like you're like oh I shouldn't be looking at them but damn like is that how you felt or were you just like oh my god no but if I thought about it properly yes because sometimes when Tom and I have a combo um about like pop culture I'll be like like my favorite one is when I go oh like remember the Sydney Olympics how cool was that and it was like everyone at school and you had like school excursions and like there was a new Bondi Junction like train platform and he's like I was four. Oh my god and I'm god. like oh my god now I feel really uncomfortable yeah so he doesn't know like what is it Sid uh Ollie and Sid Ollie and Millie, Millie he yeah. doesn't know like he knows them but he he knows them as in he had the the fluffy toy and really loved it and probably was in his cot with him or something you know <laughs> like, like it's very alarming but no at the time I was just like this is fun like it's opened up my dating pool in a non-serious way. So I wasn't really being serious about it. Um, and so saw Tom. He had this really, I, I remember one particular photo. He was in this like party shirt sitting on like this weird like vintage chair that looked like a throne with this dog on his lap. And he just looked hot, but also like clearly didn't take himself too seriously, was funny and stuff. And so we matched, we started chatting. And I remember our convo was based around, it was on Hinge and it was, he had a line that was like a swans and geese, the same animal discuss. And I think I went back with something about this time a swan like tried to attack me at Centennial Park. And then we just went, kept talking about swans and geese and that stupid, I always used to have stupid convos on the apps. And it was my favorite kind was to just talk shit. Yeah. And if I could talk shit with you on an app, I felt like, okay, we could go, go to a pub and we're not going to have a horrible time. Yeah. Like, we'll be able to just talk shit and have a good time. So, yeah, so I went, so we ended up meeting up. So we went for a date and I would say that date was like good, but I was in this headspace of like, I just want to hook up with this guy. Like I genuinely did not see how, cause he's 20, he was 25. So I was 35. He was 25. I could not see how a 25 year old man would ever want the kind of relationship that I was looking for at 35, which was, I'm going to need to have kids soon. I am pretty chill. Like I'm not partying like every night of the week. I was still like going out on weekends and whatever, but like I just, you know, like I wasn't living my uni lifestyle where I would go out on a Wednesday night every week without fail. Um, so I thought, sort of thought, oh, we're having a really nice time. He's hot in real life. We get along really well, but I think I was probably a bit closed off just because I just didn't see like, how is this going to work? Um 
but we just kept dating. And so we just kind of kept going because it was good. And it just obviously kept getting better and better. I wouldn't say there was a particular like lightning bolt moment of like, oh my God, you're the guy for me, except that there would have been, as with any relationship, there was that tipping point where you go from I'm dating you, but it's not super serious to wow, I have some serious feelings here and I want to see you all the time. And I just like, you know, that you you, you fall into that, I guess, um, what's it called? Like the honeymoon period. Mm. And that would have happened like a, probably a month into dating. And that's when all the big questions came up. So you had that, you know, conversation where you kind of lay out your expectations. So it was a weird one. It was actually that we were just chilling, cruising, like by then we would have been sleeping together and seeing each other and like properly dating, like hanging out and going out and stuff, but just hadn't clarified anything. And then he actually said to me, are you my girlfriend? And I was like, huh? (laughs) And we talk about this all the time because I was genuinely like, what are you talking about? Like, Not in a way of like that it wasn't giving girlfriend, boyfriend. It was more that I was like, I had no, like there was nothing in my brain that said this guy was going to want to get serious. If anything, I think I was waiting for the moment that he was just going to be like, cool, this fling's been fun. See you later, hot older lady. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to your knitting. (laughs) And I'm going to go date some girls my own age. Um, And so I ended up being like, well, I didn't think that's where we were going, but if we're going to go there, we need to have some serious convos. And I had to have the most uncomfortable conversation about I'm 35. If I want to have kids, it's probably going to have to get pretty serious in the next few years, the, the kid part of things. Yeah, especially 35 when they always fucking say that the quality <sighs> of your eggs decline from that age. Like it yes. does really bring, like there's 30, but then there's 35. Like, absolutely, oh. absolutely. And like this is the thing, like that's a combo for a whole other time, the whole eggs mm. and the 30s thing. But I was definitely feeling that, exactly what you're saying. Like I had just gotten my fertility tested just to know. Um, and I was in the normal bracket and stuff, but the thing with, you know, fertility did testing. your time with Tom, did that kind of prompt you to just do that on the side and just see where you were at? No, I'd actually done it just before meeting him oh, because wow. it was just like a kind of 2021 new year turning 35 mild freak out yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think I'd just avoided it. And then I was like, I just want to know. I was actually looking into getting my eggs frozen and I was like, all right, I'll see what my fertility is. And if I'm in a real dire straight situation, maybe I'll do it. Um, But it doesn't like, you know, like not to go all the way into it, but it doesn't necessarily alleviate all of the stress because they can tell how many eggs you have left. They can't tell the quality and the quality is just this kind of rough guide based around averages. So it's, it's still there in your mind is basically what I'm saying. And so it still was for me. Um, but yeah, and so we had this combo and I, again, I had steeled myself, right. Where I was like, I'm going to bring up babies and this guy is going to run for the hills. <laughs> like a 25 year old dude, he was living in like a share house, like, and, and by nothing about him had said immature guy, not ready for this convo. But I think I had just had preconceived ideas of what a 25 year old man is going to think and feel about all of this like really mature stuff. And so I'm going, I'm going to want babies in a few years. Are you ready to be a dad before you're 30? I don't know if you are. Like I was fully just put it all on the table because I think I'd gotten to that point 
and I feel like you maybe you would relate to this and other people listening where you get into your 30s and you're just like I'm done with pretending to be the cool girl pretending to like not have needs not need to know things from the people I'm dating I'm just laying it out on the table man and if you can pick it up that's great if you can't that's cool see you later and so yeah so I just like put it out there really hardcore I was like I'm not partying all the time like I am probably looking for something serious like I'm cool to hook up with you if you're keen to keep hooking up but also like I don't want to be in a relationship if you aren't ready for all of that stuff and he so I'm sitting there like like ready for him to just be like oh like oh I've got to be somewhere (laughs) 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 and um and he said to me we'll get back into the chat with Melissa Mason super soon but I wanted to take a quick moment to shout out the sponsor of today's episode and that is Vush so Valentine's Day is here of course and what better way to celebrate than with everyone's favorite wellness brand Vush we all know and love Vush for their cute beginner friendly vibes but this Valentine's Day they not only want us to feel good but look even better That's right, Vush have recently launched a range of intimate apparel that perfectly pairs with our fave vibes. Whether you're in a relationship or riding solo this V-Day, Vush knows that feeling good about yourself is always a priority. My fave vibe is, of course, Vush's hero toy, the Empress 2. It's everything you could ask for and more. And this vibe is also the perfect gift for you, your partner. I actually gifted my mate Lucy one for her hens party just the other weekend. You can check out the link to the Vush online store in the show notes of this episode. And be sure to use the discount code ENDOGRAM for 50% off the Empress 2. That's discount code ENDOGRAM for 50% off the Empress 2. Thank you so much to Vush for making today's episode possible. Why do you assume that's not something that I want? And I was like, huh? Damn. Yeah. And it really threw me and I didn't have an answer for that. And I was like, oh. I don't know, I guess, because you're 25. How crazy are our our assumptions, though? They're so crazy, right? Like, we just, like, and I think that that was, has been a huge lesson for me Mm. with this relationship and with friends around me, I think, as well, because obviously all your friends are, like, heavily involved in your relationship, is that, like, we had some hectic assumptions about age and, 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 I guess, where people are at in life and and just assuming, like with the egg thing, you know, just assuming that this blanket rule applies to everybody just because of, you know, yeah, a couple of numbers. Mm. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, so, like, long story short, obviously we end up together. And it, I mean, it's nothing is ever smooth sailing, right? But the age part of it has never really been a big problem in our relationship yeah. and I often forget about it when you guys made it official and stuff how was the uh I guess the perception of your friends and your family like so it's a 10 year age gap was anyone like oh or were they just like fuck yeah like how, how did you find that were you dreading people finding out or um no because I think I've always been a pretty open person and I love a story. Like I love yeah. that story, you know. I was going to say like for you, like worst case scenario, good content. Literally you know? me going into it, I was like, mm, good content. <laughs> we don't switch off. I can write about this so many times. But, yeah, so I was sort of like, yeah, like like worst case good content, 
um, <laughs> best case love. And um, I think, so I think I wasn't too concerned. I, I would say most of my friends were pretty chill about it because they met him. And I think once you meet the couple and you get the vibe, like, like I wasn't going to end up with a guy who was 25, who was like 25, like fully into the festival scene, like still very much like, like it wasn't going to work. Cause that wouldn't have worked. Cause I wasn't in that place. And like, Tom is very much an old soul. Mm. I feel like he still parties and whatever, but like, it wasn't like he was in this stage of his life where he needed that and he needed it all the time. And our lifestyles just completely clash. Like our lifestyles fit pretty nicely together. Like sometimes he'll go out and stay out heaps longer than I do because I get tired because I am a grandma. But like <laughs> then he'll just go out and whatever and come home later and it's fine. Um, yeah, but my mum was funny. Like she was like, oh, she called him. And I, this sounds like my mum is like an English like 80-year-old nana. But she was <laughs> calling him like, oh, your your little crumpet or something. Like, you know, <laughs> Your little crumpet. That's your little cute. Crumpet. I and love I just, that. Like she hadn't met him obviously yet. She just it was early days of me dating, and I just happened to say he was younger than me. Little crumpet. <laughs> when Oscar gets home, I want to be like, "How's my little crumpet?" Yeah, do it. Do see it. how he reacts. <laughs> I love that from your mum. <laughs> I know, me too. But yeah, my friends were chill. I mean, his friends, for all I know, were chill. I'm friends. Like, I get along with all of his friends. And I think that was also a very um, telling part of it was that the people that he spends time with, one of his best friends is in her 30s as well. Um, And I think when I found that out, I was like, okay, this is actually like a a real big green flag for me that you – another 30 year old woman is is deigning to spend time with this 25 year old man in a social capacity but yeah like I get along with all these friends um and I just honestly have not found any issues but I think it's not so much that again it's not saying that every 25 year old every guy in their 20s every guy or person that's 10 years younger than you is going to be magically this mature like emotionally evolved great lifestyle match for you I think it's more that I was so closed off to the idea that Mm. someone could be that at that age so like my kind of whenever people are like oh maybe I need to like go out with a younger guy or go out the younger person I'm like well yeah like totally do it but also like don't just expect that over time suddenly everyone who is of a certain age has become way more mature than that age in your head is it's more that what is age and is age just a number to some degree yeah that I mean that seems like the biggest learning for you is I guess just don't assume like don't assume what they are going to be like at that age don't assume what they're not going to be like at that age and I think as well like just seeing the little points as you know having the friend in her 30s is also you know within his circle or whatnot like you you see little things and you're like, oh, that makes sense. And like what he is already surrounding himself with and what he's grown up with, like 
with Oscar, he's got an older brother who's 30 and has two kids already. First kid was, yeah, when he was like 27, Oscar's, mm. you know, turning 27 this year. So it's like you see what they're surrounded by. So for, for Oscar, that's normal, you know, to have two kids by 30, for example, or yeah, to become yes. a dad at 27, you know. And But my assumption was like you won't want that until you're until you're 31 and I'm 36 or whatever. Yeah, but, fully. yeah, you think about like what they're already surrounded by and what is considered they're normal or you know what I mean yeah totally and I also think you project like what you were like at that age because I was the biggest fuckwit at 25 oh (laughs) my god I was like a mess I was not emotionally mature I was very much in my stage of like exclusively wanting to date men in bands or men with tattoos who looked like they could be in bands I didn't care what their personality was I didn't care if they were even interesting to talk to I just wanted to date a type because it made me feel cool or like I enjoyed like the, and I enjoyed being like emotionally damaged by men apparently because I used to just date the worst people. And I had no, not even like having kids wasn't even on the horizon for me. I wasn't really at any point where I was thinking about settling down at all. And so I think what I did with Tom was I just projected me at 25 onto him and went, well, there's no way you can be ready for this because I wasn't at that age. But we don't all grow up the same way. We don't all, we're not all born the same way. Like our brains don't work the same way. So I think like, yeah, all of our assumptions are very much rooted in either past experiences or our own experiences. And that's so interesting that you say that Oscar has like, yeah, like an older brother with kids. And it's like, yeah, like exactly. Like what his normal is, is completely different to what your normal was at that age. And totally you know growing up around that like I'm sure if I had an older sibling in my like 20s who had also had like kind of I guess given like a really positive representation of of what inverted commas settling down looks like you know that it's not this like depressing like end of everything that's it life's over vibe that it's you know just a new stage and a new journey I think that Maybe I would also be have been more mature at that age as well. Yeah, 100%. So I've seen you, you know, pen so many articles about this relationship and your takeaways from it. And you've said how your relationship with Tom has been like the easiest and the healthiest. Mm. So what I, th- I feel like that would be so surprising for you, given your expectations kind of going into it. So what has made it easy and healthy? Do you know what is so funny about that is that like pre doing this, I said to Tom, I was like, don't you feel like you have like ex-girlfriends that would have like read so much about your oh, relationship yeah. oh with Oh my me? God. <laughs> and been like, this bitch is out here lying. <laughs> anyway, no, I look, and, and to that actually, to that point, because I always think about this because I write a lot about our relationship and I actually have written about a lot of my dating as well in the past. And I always think someone's ex is out there reading this and just like knows who, who I'm talking about. And to that, I think it's just so interesting because every relationship is so different. And I look back at relationships where like I was not the greatest person in it for whatever reason. And then that person's gone on to have a really, or that person say like that I've dated has been like terrible. Not to say that Tom was ever terrible to anyone, but like for me, and then I've been terrible in a relationship or the other person's been terrible and then they've gone on to have like a super like great healthy relationship straight after me and I'm like excuse me that is very rude yeah you can't do that <laughs> you cannot do that but yes no it is the, the healthiest um emotionally um in terms of I think 
probably going in with less expectations Mm. had a hand in that. But also I just find it's just easy. Like it's so easy. And I had never really experienced that in a relationship before. And in part that's because I had two long-term relationships when I was a lot younger, but one of those was very off and on. So I wouldn't even classify, I wouldn't even classify it as long-term because we were so broken up. We're probably broken up for as long as we were together (laughs) in in reality. You know, it it ran two years. It was probably a year of a part and a year together. Um, And then all my other relationships were like three months and the like huge lesson that I think you get to when you've dated for long enough is that a three-month relationship is not really a relationship. It doesn't, it may impact you and and, and create definitely long-term emotional experiences and, and feelings um, that are hard to get over, but you can't get deep enough, right, mm-hmm. with that person to really get to know them or to really get to know you with them. And so I'd always found them hard. And looking back, it was because they either couldn't fulfill the needs that I had or we weren't a good match or like the timing was all off. I think timing is such a massive thing mm. in relationships that gets thrown to the wayside for like spark and like conversation and whatever. And and really timing is huge because in your 30s, you have so much set up and established. And I had friends that I adored. I had a career that I loved. I had activities I enjoyed doing. I had family that was really important to me. I didn't actually have a lot of space for a partner. And what I found with Tom was that we just fit really easily into each other's lives. It, yes, like you still have to make room for them and that can be challenging, but like he gets along with all my friends. I get along with all his friends, my family, he gets along with, importantly, he gets along really well with my sister and her partner who, you know, I'm super close to my sister. And then for me, I think I used to feel like I had to, diminish myself in relationships I wouldn't notice it happening until after the relationship was over but like whether that was don't be so needy don't be so big a personality don't be so successful don't have big wins at work and get excited about them Mm. um, if the other person isn't really having those wins I always used to feel like I had to make myself smaller yeah and I never had that not from the very beginning with Tom I just never had There's never been a moment in our relationship where I've felt like I had to hide how I'm feeling or who I am or be anything other than who I've become as a person. And I think that that's a really magical thing. I think that's more magical than love at first sight. I think that's more magical than any of the other stuff that I think we search for in a relationship Mm. is when you find a person that you can just 100% just be you with and feel no shame and feel no anxiety about that. That's it. Like that is it, I reckon. And and I just had that with Tom. And and even when we have problems, like it's always, it's never like I'm going to run away or this fear of like he's going to leave, he's going to quit the relationship. It's always just like we talk about it, we work on it. Um, like we still fight, we still have problems. Like we are definitely not a perfect couple. Um, but like we always work on our shit and we're always, I guess, like coming together on things and going, how can we like get past this or like find the middle ground? And so I think that's what I mean when I've said like 
he's the most emotionally mature person that I've dated is that I'd never met a guy in a relationship sense who was that level of just like open and 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 committed to working through yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's so important. I think again it's just not assuming that um guys younger than you or girls younger than you are not capable of doing that. And you know what's so funny is like I had dated guys older than me, like 10 years older than me, 5 years older than me, you know, very much in that peak of their life where we assume men are extremely and I know I'm talking about men, but like I think anyone, I think just in general mm-hmm. people in we think people in their late 30s people in their early 40s you've got your shit together and you're like emotionally mature but I have dated people of those ages who were so lost and still so like and that's not even a bad thing like I know I sound like very like peace and love about all my past (laughs) relationships there's definitely people I wish would die in a (laughs) hole but like (laughs) I guess I just have like come to a place where I I think now I'm so aware of like everyone's journey is different and life is such a strange experience where curveballs just come out of nowhere and can affect Mm. your trajectory so much. And so assuming that all people past the age of X, like say past the age of 35, are fully got their shit together and are emotionally mature is just as ridiculous an idea as assuming that all, all men 25 and under are yeah. immature and haven't got their haven't got their shit together. What would be your tips, Melissa, like for anyone listening who's like, oh, I could be a cougar, but I don't know, not know how to go about it, but like <laughs> I might be I'm they're like How do I catch me? Well <laughs> like they're like holding themselves man. back because they think that they can't go for someone like yeah. 10 years younger or whatever. Like, what would you say to them? Definitely widen that dating app age bracket and why didn't it both ways like just Mm. see what's out there that does not commit you to anything yeah widening that age gap is just going to bring up other profiles and and look at it on a case-by-case basis like I don't I don't recommend necessarily actively trying to date someone younger because you've heard that Bridget and Mel have (laughs) these really mature younger boyfriends like I don't think it's that I think that it's more like when you open your mind again I'm sounding very peace and love when you open your mind to possibilities yeah. and you and you have an open mind and and you look at profiles not so much as like and I think that's also true with other things height is a huge one oh, that true. I'm now like really like interested in mm-hmm. um I went through a long t- Tom happens to be taller than me but I went through a long period of time where I was really fixated on only dating men taller than me and then dated men who were like yeah, the same height as me or shorter than me and and was like, oh, this is like, again, a really ridiculous like kind of boundary we'd, I'd put on myself in my dating profiles and in my dating yeah. like experiences. Like just generally whatever, like, like it's more about dating outside of what you think you need um, in terms of I need my partner to be older than me. I need my partner to be taller than me. I need my partner to work in this particular field or, you know, whatever. I need my partner to be in a band or seem like <laughs> they are in a band. <laughs> you know, it's just dating outside of all of that. And then, and then I think that's a really nice way also if you're in dating fatigue to refresh like your single life, which I loved, by the way. I loved being single. Um, 
And I think a lot of that was because, yeah, I would always kind of just go, okay, we're going to try dating someone different now. Let's go for finance boys. (laughs) See what that's like. You know, um, and also I think, um, you know, definitely have those conversations when you feel you need to. Like I think that it is, and I think that goes for any age. I think that's with any relationship. If you're at the point where, you know, you want kids or you think you probably want kids and you're you've reached an age where you feel you need to know a bit more upfront whether the other person is on the same page as you don't be afraid to ask that stuff yeah. early on like tom telling me like are you my girlfriend even though it was way earlier than i even saw that happening and even though my head wasn't there i not once did i think get mm. the ick it wasn't an ick moment for me it was just like oh, that's where you're at. Whoa, I didn't think that that's what we were doing, but like now I'm recalibrating what I was thinking because I like you, you know? So I think definitely have those convos so you can kind of not waste your time, you know, on someone who maybe isn't the right fit for you. Yeah, and own your expectations and just keep that confidence too. I don't know about you, but like, um, yeah, there was a weird, this weird sense or like this bit of confidence that I had in the early stages of me and Oscar. And I think it was, yeah, I was like, because I'm older, like something about this gives me a weird confidence. Tom could date like all these, like, you know, like I'm sure he could have gone and found like a 25 year old girly to date. And then he was with me. Like I never, yeah, I think, I think definitely reframing it. That's a big one for sure. Like reframe it. Don't talk yourself down. Like if anything, talk yourself up. Thank you so much for jumping on um, to chat Cougar Life. I'm glad to be in the club <laughs> with you. And I'm so happy to see, yeah, that things are still going really well with you guys. You're living together. Um, yes. You're thriving, doing all the things. I've got a little doggy. It's all Aww, happening. so thrown yeah. up. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That was so Anytime. fun. I had a really good time. Big thanks to Melissa Mason for joining me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. It was so fun to catch up with her and I'll put her socials in the show notes of this episode. But hey, before I finish up, do we want to hear from my guy, Oscar? Why can't I move it? Oh, we both. Oh, oh you yeah. don't have one. No, we share it because it goes both directions. The setting it's on. Oh, hello, Bridget. Hello, Oscar. So when we matched, did you notice my age on the profile? No, I didn't think about it. I think some pe- some people would, or at least I give you a chance, I guess. And then, <laughs> well, give you a chance in, you know, if then was I, that old for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. What was but your it, age? Hang on, range, but if though? I met you and you're like, I want to have kids within a year, then I would have been like, it's probably not for me. Yeah, and we will get to that. But in terms of you know when you were on the apps, what was your age range? <laughs> how young <laughs> <laughs> hang on no uh no you'd probably i'd i'd probably go like plus or minus oh no minus like a year or two maybe plus four or five years why would you have such a a, a bigger gap going plus no uh, yeah no i'd rather see and meet people that are older why is that because i'm so mature as <laughs> you've grown to realize no i don't know just I don't know, personal preference. So when you met me, did it feel like that you were seeing a 30-year-old? No, you look young. I look young. Yeah, glowing. <laughs> no, we didn't even talk about it until I reckon a couple of months into it. When did we We were talk? probably already official. We played, you know, asked me a question and then finally I was like, all right, I've got a question for you. Yeah. And I asked, does the age gap worry you? 
You asked that. I asked that. Yeah, and what was the response? You said that, oh, I've definitely thought about it, but it didn't bother me. How soon was it that we talked about, I guess, those things like fertility and wanting kids and, you know, marriage and all that shit? We've, like, I've changed careers, you have changed careers, mm. and we've, we had the chat, uh, both, you know, you want to make inroads on your own careers. Mm. So that sort of stops any sort of baby slash marriage sort of thing. And then you both want to be in a financial position where you can do it. We've mm. had that chat, which sort of makes sense that we're both in this. We're actually both in a similar sort of situation in life, even though we're not the same age. It's five years. No, it's four years and 11 months. Yeah. So you don't think that's significant <laughs> or significant enough for people to judge or, you know, be like, oh, no, no. that's nice. Yeah. yeah, But I don't think five years is much in general. So 21 and 26 is still not too bad. Have there been moments in the relationship where you've noticed the age gap? Yeah, you can't drink. Uh, I'm just and... a chronic lightweight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's always the case. But there's never yeah, been... Yeah, you get tired very easy. But has no, that been an issue? there's never been nothing serious to go, oh, God, that's old. What would there be? You're 31. You're not even old. You're just no. older than me. Yeah. Do you mind that you're dating a person that's five years younger than you? No, but I was conscious of it, like when we matched and then when we started seeing each other. I don't know. I didn't have – I think I didn't have expectations in that sense because I needed to suss where you were at in your life first. And I think what made it reassuring was probably – your brother Tom being like a year younger than me, 30, and having two kids. Yeah, no, that's reassuring for you. For and sure. also that, that, that Jess you can... gave you a, a good review and said you're very smart and nice. And that... Smart and nice. Yeah. Well, nothing, I nothing think to do with the age if you, yet. no, but you can I get think a that smart does. and nice 18 year old boy. Yeah, but I think if you were, you know, truly living like, you know, and maybe you were like a proper like single life and you weren't ready to commit. And I think if she felt that, she, we weren't going to match because we might be in different stages of our life. She would have said something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it gives you a bit of reassurance. Yeah. So that was good. Thanks, Bridget. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, very cute, hey? Um, also, loved receiving a bunch of DMs about this topic of age gaps and dating and cougar life. One message I received said, I'm 34 and have just started dating a 25-year-old that I met at work. He is super sweet and we have so much fun together, but I'm struggling letting go of the stigma I feel about being eight and a half years older than him. He also still lives at home, which I don't have a problem with, but it makes things a little awkward at times. Looking forward to the episode and hearing about other cougars. Another person messaged and said, after a few years of being single and trying to date intentionally, I went out one night and hooked up with a 23-year-old. I was 30 at the time. Thought it would be a laugh and a funny story, but it turns out we actually had really liked each other and the sexual chemistry was off the charts and it really threw me because I was not at all into the idea of a seven-year age gap but (laughs) but I was deep in the dick sand I love that so much we continued to see each other until three months in and then he said he needed to be honest about still having feelings for his ex they moved past it and they continued to see each other for over a year and ended up not working, no, actually ended up working in the same workplace, little crossover, but even though their friends knew about this little situationship, dating situation, uh, they didn't tell their family until a few months before 
he out of the blue broke it off and he said his feelings weren't as strong as they once were. He also said he didn't think they were ultimately compatible enough for a long-term relationship. And the person who messaged this to me said they agreed deep down, but they were still surprisingly devastated at how a one-night stand had gotten to this point. Wow. Well, that's just a little taste as to the DMs that I received in response to this topic. If you've got something to share, you can. At Bridget Hustwaite is my personal Instagram, or you can send an email, figuringout30 at gmail.com. I want to say a big thanks once again to Vush for sponsoring today's episode. You can find a link to their online shop in the show notes of this episode. And again, use the discount code Endogram for 50% off their hero toy, the Empress 2. Thank you so much for listening. Figuring Out 30 is an independent podcast created on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. So I'd like to extend my respects to the traditional custodians of the land. And I hope you can join me next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.